let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM 640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Mark Thompson here sitting in. As I also mentioned, I used to, we have in a while, vacation with John Koba, my big vacation buddy. Went to Morocco together. A lot of fun. Anywhere else? I'm trying to think. I feel, we've done a lot of stuff with the Cobelts. I don't think we've taken any other extended trips. They keep wanting to get us up to that place they've got up in the mountains. You know, they've got this uh, compound up there in the mountains. And I'm worried that there's some kind of, I don't know. Is this some sort of Scientology thing? What's going on? They keep playing, you know, come on up. It's well, great. John does have that end of earth bunker at his home. So <laughs> the cabin might not be a, a bad backup for him. Yeah, good point. But his end of earth bunker is probably better than the home I live in. So uh, <laughs> they live they live well. But uh, but no, it's t we're overdue. We actually had talked about a couple of other trips. So it may be that this year we do another extended journey. That was a couple of weeks we were in Morocco together. But in fact, we went to, last thing on that, we went to the very place that was the epicenter for that recent earthquake there, the Atlas Mountains. Uh, 
all of us were there in that place. It's a very sort of rural, uh, well, they're mountain people, you know. They're mountain people who have seen tourists. Or t there were a couple of, you know, a couple of places that seemed pretty mobbed up with the tourist industry. But it was essentially, you know, a pretty desolate area, you know. Anyway, so John back next week. There are things that will change in the new year. Two new laws in California affect you who have perhaps had to submit hair or urine for marijuana tests, drug tests. Starting in the new year, employers in California will be barred from asking workers about their use of cannabis outside of work. They will not be able to discriminate against potential workers because of it. Two bills signed by Gavin Newsom in the past couple of years will strengthen the state's legal cannabis industry and update outdated laws. Employers will be prohibited from using the results of hair or urine tests for marijuana in their decisions to hire, fire, or even penalize workers. The press release from the governor's office says that rigid bureaucracy and federal prohibition continue to pose challenges to the industry and consumers, but these new laws will prevent employers from asking job applicants about their prior use of cannabis. So there is that. By the way, there are exceptions. Before you get too excited, all my um, potheads out there, or just, uh, you know, look, recreational use. I don't mean to, nothing wrong with it. The exceptions will be in the area of construction, I believe. And then what's the other? There's another area that's uh, accepted. Um, it's construction. Richie, what is the other one? The construction is the one I remember. Um, the what? Well, <laughs> did I wake Richie? I'm sorry. <laughs> Richie is... Uh, uh, <laughs> Richie. <laughs> I wish I could just have that as a drop. The what? The uh, California new laws on cannabis, there are two, you know, they can't, they can't ask you if you're a potential employee or an existing employee. They can't ask you for a hair or urine test now and make a decision based on the result. So there is an exception. I believe one is construction. And what's the other one? Is it healthcare or something like that? That's what I was asking. There's an exception. There are two areas of exception. One is construction and one is, I think it's healthcare industry. I would guess healthcare government. <laughs> you don't have to guess. It's in the piece somewhere. I read it. A while ago, though, so I don't recall. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> uh, here's a good one. I could be sitting on a cash of money, a fortune. Starting in 2024, Californians can redeem empty wine and liquor containers for cash. It starts next week. Hang on to your empty wine and liquor containers the beverage container recycling program that is going to be underway beginning Monday includes beverage containers that are boxes, bladders, or pouches containing wine, distilled spirits, wine coolers, or distilled spirit coolers. Um, and wine and liquor, large juice containers, also redeemable. Everything I just mentioned, redeemable starting January 1st. How much can you get? Five cents for containers smaller than 24 ounces. That's glass, aluminum, plastic. Buy metal containers, you know. 
wine and liquor bottles now included, right? Ten cents for containers that are 24 ounces or larger. That's glass, aluminum, plastic, bimetal containers, again, wine and liquor bottles. 25 cents. Boxed wine will get you 25 cents. Those bag and box containers are included. You'll get 25 cents for plastic or multi-layer pouches, but for alcoholic beverages only. Paperback cartons for alcoholic beverages will also be included, and plastic pouches are also eligible. So there's a huge landscape. This is a gold mine for so many. Check this out. Make sure you research it. If you live in California, you could truly be developing a new revenue stream with wine and liquor containers being redeemed for cash. There is a number of these laws that go into effect in 2024, and not all of them are without controversy. Uh, there's a huge minimum wage push. It's uh, really in 22 different states that this minimum wage push will be uh, realized. And in, I'll just say, response to that, there is there are actions being taken on the part of various corporations to avoid having to deal with so many workers getting so much more money. 9.9 .9 million workers will get the bump. And the wages will add up to an additional $6.95 billion, essentially $7 billion in extra pay in 22 states. Add to those states, 38 cities and counties, increasing their minimum wages. And according to the Department of Labor, 20 states will just maintain the federal minimum wage at seven and a quarter an hour. But believe it or not, as I'm saying, some corporations and major, major brands are saying, you know what? I got an idea. We're just going to dump a bunch of workers instead of paying them the new minimum wage, the mandated, mandated to pay increase. I'll t it, yes, here in California, I'll give you one, and it will astound you. They're dumping a lot of workers. I will share that with you and other states in their minimum wage and where that's going as we continue. And that's not all. News of Powerball as well. So you can take your new increased wage and turn it into real money. It's the John Colbelt Show. Mark Thompson sitting in for John on KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. I know they're bowl games, they're mall visits, the entire holiday season continues, but you'll cap it off after the Rose Bowl and Rose Parade. John Cobalt returns Tuesday. So that's the schedule on this show. By the way, we're just in the middle of talking about the new laws. And I mentioned you can, you know, start redeeming empty wine and liquor containers for cash. They can no longer test. Employers can't for cannabis use using a hair and urine test that has been used for years. And people have been fired over that stuff. Now you won't be able to do that in California anymore. And the exceptions uh, just to follow up are uh, construction business and also federal employees. They can, they'll still, if you're an applicant for a federal job with background checks, they can still 
do the hair and, and urine test. But talking about the increase in minimum wage, uh, this is something that's happening uh, across the board. And one place that is going to lay off more than 1,100 workers ahead of this wage hike is Pizza Hut. Yeah. Ahead of statewide minimum wage increases for fast workers, fast food workers, hundreds of California Pizza Hut franchises, again, I'm reading from the LA Times, just has this story on just this subject, which we were talking about. They announced cuts in their delivery services, does Pizza Hut and their franchises, and they're laying off more than 1,100 drivers. They run uh, right along Orange to Stanislaus counties. The um, you know the layoffs expected to go into effect as soon as February, just weeks before this twenty dollar minimum wage for fast food workers is set to go into effect. So uh, this is again Assembly Bill twelve twenty eight. That's the one that applies to California workers employed by any fast food chain. So if you have, and it's got to have sixty locations in the United States. The way it works. So if you have any fast food chain and there's 60 locations nationwide, you get a bump. The California minimum wage is $15.50 right now. And about a half a million workers in California will be affected by this bump I'm talking about. Restaurant owners oppose the legislation. They say that this is a huge burden for them to bear, right? It's a lot more expensive. And they're going to have to bear it by raising prices for their customers. The nation's employers, again, reading from the piece, added a solid 199,000 jobs last month. The jobless rate fell. Fresh signs that the economy could achieve an elusive soft landing, they say. It wasn't immediately clear they go on as to whether the new wage requirements are a factor in the move. But again, Pizza Hut made the move anyway. Officials with the two Pizza Hut operators, Pack Pizza Affiliates and Southern California Pizza Company, didn't respond to questions about what's going on with these layoffs. But restaurants included L.A., Riverside, San Bernardino, Tulare, Kern County, Sacramento. So it's nation. It's a. It's statewide. Now it's a. Uh, it's a reality the $20 minimum wage for fast food workers and alongside is the reality that people will lose their job over it. What do you think the minimum wage is in Alaska? Anybody? $12. Yeah. I had a really good guess. $12. I would have gone 12 or $13. It's 10 85. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Arizona. That's where it's fourteen bucks, thirteen eighty-five an hour. Yeah. Um. Just looking. Ohio. Ten dollars is the minimum wage. Rhode Island, thirteen dollars. You look to some states, you think it's gonna. What would you think it would be in South Dakota? In South Dakota. Eric, Rick, what do you think? South Dakota probably eight fifty. Mm. I was I was gonna say like seven. Yeah, mm. around there. Uh, Eric's warmer. Ten eighty is the answer. I'm I'm looking for the single digits, like that seven dollars, like the minimum wage. Again, the federal minimum wage hasn't been raised in years. It's 
um, close to eight bucks, a little under eight bucks. Can't find one that's that low anywhere. Florida, 11. Washington, 1574. 1318 in Vermont. Mentioned South Dakota, which is almost $11 an hour. Rhode Island is $13 an hour. New York and California, two expensive places to live. They have the highest minimum wage I see here, $15 an hour in New York. In uh, New York City, that would be Long Island and Westchester. The remainder of the state, it's 80 cents an hour less, fourteen twenty. But uh, Nebraska is another place where it's just a little over $10 an hour. So it's Alaska, Nebraska, et cetera, have lower minimum wages. Anyway, the minimum wage in California, again, for those fast food workers, will be going up. Mentioning a new law, and this is a bit controversial. There's a new law that will essentially protect those who are released from prison and have criminal records. It will protect them in the process they have of getting housing and renting a place. So here's the situation. You've just been released from prison, and we'll take, they'll take you out of it. Let's just say someone has been released from prison, and they're looking for a place to live. And... Many places have existing laws that actually prevent people from getting housing in certain communities if they have a criminal record. It's called crime-free housing. And many areas and local governments have this ban in place. They enforce crime-free housing policies. So you, even if you want to rent to somebody with a criminal history, you can't do it. And... There are examples provided, uh, you know, those with drug-related theft convictions, and they have kids, and they're looking for a place to live, and they can't get one. Nearly 2,000 communities in the U.S. and elsewhere encourage landlords to evict or exclude tenants who have had some interaction with law enforcement, and it creates a crisis. Now, you may say, yeah, I don't want somebody with a criminal record, and that sort of darkness around them to be in my apartment complex. But you also might say, but that's not fair. People deserve a second chance. They've served their time and they deserve a shot at living in a community that will allow them to live there safely. Well, again, uh, new law. So the new law will essentially offer more opportunities to those who have those felonies and other records that reflect a criminal history. It will allow them access to housing. So again, this is Assembly Bill 1418. It takes effect next week on Monday. It will ban local governments across California from enforcing those crime-free housing policies. Ones that stop landlords from renting to those with prior convictions, but also calling for the eviction of tenants based on arrests or contact with law enforcement. So that will change January 1st. So when we come back, news about orcas and Powerball. We cover it all, don't we, here on the John Cobelt Show. John returns next week. Mark Thompson sitting in with the whole crew on KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it would have been been juicy. It would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640. Mark Thompson here for John Cobalt. John is a super cool guy taking a little vacation. I think he's still in town. I don't know. I haven't... Uh, Usually I'm in touch, but as you know, I've been out of the country on my exotic holiday vacation to Central and South America, where I'm spreading good cheer as a positive ambassador from the U.S. to all the little boys and girls in Central and South America. And um, by the way, when you come back into this country from anywhere, there is a crush of people, as you international travelers far more sophisticated than myself probably already know. But you get into LAX and... It's a pretty big crush of people, but I have to tell you about one technology that blew me away. About two years ago, I got something called Global Entry. Now, Global Entry, they do a background check on you and they do an interview with you. Right, Deborah, you probably have this. I do. It's a yeah. lifesaver. Right. So this is my New Year's resolution. The I need Eric, to get this. Yes, you must. And Richie, you should get it also. I recommend it, it to all Americans. You should do this. Again, it's a little trouble. You got to go through the what one of these .gov websites, but it's not that bad. If I did it, you can do it. And then you go for the interview, et cetera. They do the background check. So when you come back into the country, and it'll give you TSA pre and all that stuff too, but 
if you're traveling internationally, it is a sick scene of lines. I mean, you it makes the worst day at Disneyland look like a day at the beach. So this is what global entry allows you to do. Go past that line to a sign that says global entry with an arrow. <laughs> it's so cool. You walk in like the baller you are up to a kiosk and it and it it says uh put travel documents here but this is my point. I didn't even touch a travel document because it just says and line up your your eyes to this green dot or whatever. So as I'm reaching into my pocket to the travel document, my eyes line up to, and I've got a hat on, and I believe I had glasses on, and my picture in my global entry doesn't even have glasses or a hat. And it, the green light pings or something, and it just says, I have no travel document out at all. It just says, go ahead, Mark, continue. And I was done. It, they saw nothing. They asked me no questions. They asked me nothing about, you know, did you, how long were you there? Why were you there? None of those questions. It just, te the technology was insanely sophisticated. It, it's probably scary on some level, but wow. And you who travel all the time, I always see your, you know, your Instagram, Deborah. you're in Italy, you're in all these various exotic ports of call. You must have like a lot of experience with this. Well, I, I remember one time I, I had that same experience with you and I'm just standing there because I thought, okay, it can't be this. And then the guy, he's like, hey, Deborah, right? Deborah, right, go exactly. on, go, right. you're good to go. Yeah, there are these two <laughs> really? guys there. You know how, like when you do self-checkout at a grocery store, there's somebody there kind of keeping an eye yes. on. Yeah, you know, So there's one of those at Global Entry. But there, in this case, there are two of them. And then there are two big, you know, cop-looking people. And they, they call you by name. They go, Mark, go ahead. It's like, wow. You're like, whoa. You know what else is cool? Clear. Yes. Clear is clear is good, although I pay for it, which, and which is stupid because I don't travel enough to make it worth it. But I lately, particularly in Washington, D.C., you know, my, my father's been a little ill, so I've gone back a lot. In Washington, D.C., the clear line takes like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the TSA pre-line takes about 15 minutes. So I, I'm kind of not... Not a fan all the time at Clear, and it's something you pay for. Global entry, you get it for free. I think it's $60 maybe to register or something. There may be a registration fee. I think it's $100 for five years. Oh, then, is it? Okay. And then you re-up every five years. Oh, cool. Okay, well, that's good info. Thank you. I um, I know Clear, you've got to pay, what is that? I, I forgot. hundred. I want to say 135 bucks or 150 yeah. bucks. Yeah, Clear is like much that. more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Clear is like reminding you that it costs you. I don't know. I I really recommend the global entry, uh, particularly again if you're you're traveling uh, outside the country. If you're not traveling outside the country, then you know I don't I don't really see it as something you. It, it, it there it, it's a little bit of a hassle to do it, but man, it it that the the technology is what I really wanted to relate to you because it's clearly AI and uh, facial recognition software and all of that retinal scan, all of it rolled into one. And you know, in those shows, like. NCIS or whatever, where they have somebody on surveillance video and you look and it's, and everybody's looking at it, oh, that's the guy, but we can't quite tell from this surveillance. And they go, can you, can you sector it? Can you zoom it in? And then they zoom in on that image. And then the 
gray image that's blurry becomes clear. You know, they kind of, can you do, can you, you Bob, is there anything you can do to make the image clearer? And goes, well, I can, you know, apply some substance, and they make it clearer. Well, that doesn't exist. It just doesn't. But now it is close to existing. They can take a blurry image, and through AI, they can make it clearer. It will revolutionize law enforcement. It'll revolutionize, I think, a lot of other things. And there's a piece of that technology in that stuff I was just talking about when it comes to global entry. They can tell now a lot more about your face and who you are. And when I say they, I'm just saying the technology can than ever before. And then the other they is, it's just a question of who's using that technology. Orcas are coming up along the uh, Southern California coast. It's a rare sight. Whales native to Mexico and Central America have been spotted dozens of times from Long Beach to Palos Verdes to Laguna Beach. The last three weeks have been rocking for orcas. If anybody has been through these areas or had family in through the holiday, I mean, there's been a lot to see. They're common to California, orcas are, but, uh, but they're, they're not in these numbers for a long time, say many who are in the business of watching orcas. They think that the whales are eastern tropical Pacific orcas that frequent the warmer waters south of L.A. And they're here because of an increased abundance of dolphins, which they, uh, sorry to break this to you, they eat them. Yeah. But this, um, this is quite extraordinary. Um, and orcas, they say, are drawing immense attention and it's sort of helping businesses that are in the orca spotting business and they say this eclipses the orca sightings that have been noted eclipse the sightings and the highest sightings in most recent years the highest sighting number of orca sightings is 73 it was in 2018. They say now, and this is in the um, Harbor Breeze. What is that? Harbor Breeze is one of these companies that, that does this stuff. They have a running tally for orca sightings, 61, they say. So, um, again, orcas are rarer to see. You can find humpback whales, but orcas are rarer. And as I say, 73 in 2018. Bottom line is this. There are more and more, they're feeding up this way, and that's primarily because there's just more food up here. So when we come back, the Powerball jackpot hits a big number, ninth largest ever, and the drawing is tonight. Good luck, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Deborah. I got a lot riding on it, so I'm really counting on a, a little bit of a rally. It's the John Colbert Show. Mark Thompson sitting in on KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Mark Thompson here for John Cobalt here 
uh, tomorrow as well, the end of the week. And then John comes back next week. Powerball hitting $700 million. Ninth largest ever. The drawing is today. If you take your money through an annuity paid annually over 29 years, you'll get $700 million. Most winners opt for what? Show me the money. Give it to me up front. If you take the upfront payout, it's $352.3 million. This is the fourth Powerball jackpot to exceed a half a billion dollars this calendar year. Last time the jackpot was won was October 11th. It was a California ticket, $1.765 billion. And that winner still hasn't come forward. There have been 33 consecutive drawings without a jackpot winner. And the winless streak is because of the odds. <laughs> you know, when they say you have a one in a million chance of winning, one in a million would be a huge improvement on what you have with the lottery. You have a one in 292.2 million chance of winning. The again, the Powerball jackpot, a one in 292.2 million chance. Now, just speaking of big money, and then we'll talk to Chris, who's coming in for the Conway show. I uh, saw that Steve Ballmer, <laughs> Steve Ballmer, he's the sixth richest person in the world. And he is about to collect a billion dollars a year doing the, you know, penciling it all out for essentially doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, he, it, and here's what I mean. As I say, sixth richest person in the world, you know, his money comes from a lot of things as opposed to related to tech, but he's the former CEO of Microsoft. So when he was CEO of Microsoft, um, he owned 333 million shares of Microsoft. And the last time he filed one of these ownership disclosure statements, he had the equivalent of a 4% stake in the company, which means that just in the quarterly dividend payouts that spin out 75 cents a share or $3 a share annually, okay, because it's a quarterly spin, he should get just shy of a billion dollars this year just for owning the Microsoft stock. It's good work if you can get it. He reported $656 million in income to the IRS in 2018. And uh, he's doing well. If you had Steve Ballmer on your worry list, you can, uh, you can scratch him off. He, uh, he continues to, to do very, very well. He's um, part owner of the Clippers, isn't he? Or he's completely the owner of the Clippers, isn't he? Yeah think so. I passed Dave Vassay in the hallway, David Vassay Dodgers talk, you know. I mentioned this in relation to the Clippers and sports. I was just talking about the fact that these new deals for these athletes who are coming to the Dodgers particularly are so massive and they defer a lot of that income. And the Dodgers are really well positioned for the future. And that was a deal that was matched by the Yankees this is for two massively talented 
players who are coming to the Dodgers now, right? And, I mean, for hundreds of millions of dollars, this deal to defer all that income, matched by the Yankees, matched by the Giants, Dodgers take it. Really something. Anyway, in the world of big money, athletics and athletes still seem to be a pretty strong plays. Balmer among them. Balmer's in the ownership business, which is a great business to be in, but you really need a lot of scratch to be handling the ownership world. So for Tim Conway Jr., Chris Merrill sits in. What's up with hey. you, Chris? Well, I was just wondering if Steve Ballmer is buying Powerball tickets. You I think th so? I think he's out of that Powerball buying business. Yeah. If I had that much money, I would buy all the Powerball tickets. Did you ever see, I think it's only in the last few months, there's a documentary about the, oh, they made the movie about those who kind of gamed the lottery system, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, it was with Brian Cranston. Was one of the yeah. It was the lead, I think. Yeah, it, yeah. fascinating, and and it was based on a true story, if I recall correctly. That was when they decided, and I've done the math before too. What'd you say? The odds were one in two hundred ninety some odd million. <laughs> yeah, right. But your one time payout is three hundred and some odd million. So if you if you buy all the tickets and you win, <laughs> right? There, there's two problems with it. One is the logistics, and that's what uh, Cranston's, the, the movie with Cranston, they were all working on, and they weren't able to buy all the tickets, but fortunately, the the ones that they bought won, right? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, because but, but, well, you're, you're kind of remembering it right, but you're, let me just tweak it one little okay, bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is that what they, what they realized was that they didn't have to win the big jackpot. They could just okay, win yeah. the lesser jackpots, and so that's the way they manipulated their buy. So they, you know, they they could make a bunch of money not that's winning the right. big one. Yeah. So there was there was a group that did this one time, and they were I think it was the New York State Lottery then, whatever it was. And they were trying to buy it, but they didn't get them all. But they got I don't know two thirds of them, and they ended up winning it. But the the, uh, the real hang up because I proposed this one time when I was growing up. I grew up in a small town, and everybody knew everybody. One of my friends, her dad was the president of the bank, and I said to him, I said, Mister Van Buren. Which sounds like such a banker name, doesn't it? I said, Mr. Van Buren, I said, can you just loan me $90 million? And I'm going to go buy the, the tickets to buy, you know, it's a one in 90 million chance or whatever. You got to ask. You got to right. ask. Right. And he says, and he just kind of laughed and he says, no. And I said, this is a lock. This is a sure thing. And, you know, he pointed out the logistics thing. And, and I said, okay, but if I can get that taken care of, right? And he said, all right, what if another ticket hits it and you split it that's where you run into the, the issues no. wow. right I yeah love it. so I, yeah. yeah so let's yeah. say you hit the 700 million dollar jackpot sure. but uh, four other tickets hit it too now you're in the hole a couple hundred mil and that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna hurt wow uh, uh, i love when plans skip to we're gonna win but right you're gonna win really i think there's a bigger problem than that i think you're not gonna win how's that anyway it's a, a major issue but i love yeah. that you're a big picture guy you're just the guy for the conway show so, uh, all right yeah. so uh merrill is next for tim conway jr i will uh, retire to my world on the mark thompson show on youtube please subscribe uh, even if you never listen, apparently just the number of subscribers is important. So uh, we, we'll, we'll hang out on YouTube, and I'll see you uh, again tomorrow night. Chris, love you, you know, Thanks, and happy buddy. holidays, pal. All Thanks, right. pal. Thanks, everybody in uh, John Cobalt land. Been a good show. Look forward to tomorrow. KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.